It is still so cold. So cold in Texas. But this is Supernatural Movie Machine, where we talk about supernatural movies. I am your host, Sasha Keo. Follow me on Instagram at Sasha underscore Keo. You can also find much more content at SashaKeo.com, where I post blogs and updates about what I'm writing as an indie author. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening in. Today we are reviewing Creature Feature, Splice. Splice is the worst movie I have ever seen, period. It will always take up a special place in my heart because when I saw it for the first time, Yes, I've rewatched it, I'll get to that. It was a bootleg copy that I downloaded onto my shitty laptop in college and watched late one night by myself. I use the term bootleg specifically here because pirated implies that it was a copy of the movie that someone had uploaded. This was not the case. What I had was a filmed version of the movie from inside a movie theater. That's right, old school bootleg shit. I wasn't picky about a free movie and didn't quite understand the mechanics of how to even search for a better download. A side note, this is also how I ended up watching the unfinished version of the Wolverine movie where the ending inexplicably is left with unfinished CGI scenes rather than the finale. I love these mutated versions of movies. It transcends movie watching and becomes an experience. So let me tell you first that I lived through Splice in the lonely quiet of my dorm room with an in-movie audience with which to share this drama. My cries of disgust and surprise were their cries of disgust and surprise. Moments of tension were broken by our shared hysterical laughter at the gross absurdity that is Splice. This experience is one that I cannot separate from the movie itself, and for this reason, I love the worst movie that I've ever seen. Now, let me tear into this bizarre and hysteria and cringe-inducing feature. Here's the official synopsis. Geneticists Clive, Adrian Brody, and Elsa, Sarah Polly, specialize in creating hybrids of species. When they propose the use of human DNA, their pharmaceutical company bosses forbid it, forcing them to conduct experiments in secret. The result is Dren, a creature with amazing intelligence and physical attributes. At first, Dren exceeds their wildest dreams, but as she begins to grow at an accelerated rate, she threatens to become their worst nightmare. The short version, a secret experiment will break the laws of science and create an animal-human hybrid. In 2010, their greatest creation will be unleashed. The metaphor, perpetuating the cycle of childhood trauma. I guess I should really begin by discussing what Splice is, or rather what it's about, because what it is, is not what it's trying to be. In short, it's about parenthood. The premise of the script is that these two super cool geneticists who are married and work in the same lab for a big pharma company have been splicing genes together in order to create proteins that are very effective at curing stuff. Further, they are creating a way to farm said proteins. They accomplish this by creating an entire organism instead of, you know, just the strands or whatever. This 
monster blob thing is a formless mass of cells that somehow has a distinguishable gender despite not really having any distinguishable parts. This living, breathing, moving blob is a boy, by the way. In getting to know our nerd couple, we learn that Mr. Doctor would like for Mrs. Doctor to pop out a little doctor or two. She reminds him that she likes their child-free life the way it is. Seeing as how they both work the exact same long hours and she's obviously a badass geneticist, it's easy to see why maybe she wouldn't want to be pregnant than a mother on top of all that, but that's what he's asking. It's not like he even offers to be a full-time dad since he's the one that wants kids, but even so, this seems like the kind of conversation a married pair of highly educated and obviously ambitious people would have already had, but whatever. People change their minds and it's not like he can become a father without her input, right? But she also drops this hint that her mother was abusive and that she wanted to end that cycle of abuse. A very good reason to not want kids. She stood her ground right on. Solid messaging. Until she goes and creates a life with her DNA without her husband's consent and refuses to abort it when they both know she very well should. Let me explain. They really want to farm this protein strain. Their pharma company has a lot of money riding on them finding it by, oh, let's pick an arbitrary deadline like an investor's meeting. So they need to science some shit up by then or they'll just scrap the whole project. Mrs. Doctor is sure she can do it. She just needs something, something that's missing, some special secret something that'll change everything. She finds it in the form of a mystery DNA strand. It's cool at first, but then Mr. Doctor says that her shenanigans have gone far enough and she has to terminate the preg uh, the the project. She doesn't and it's to term before they know it. Mrs. Doctor is amazed by this life she created all by herself and Mr. Doctor begrudgingly helps her care for it. After getting over his initial attempts to murder it. At first, the chimera is hardly human looking, just legs, spine, and a head. Then it starts to develop human characteristics rapidly. Before you know it, Mrs. Doctor is dressing the chimera up in her own childhood clothing to the obvious dismay of Mr. Doctor, who wants nothing to do with the terrifying female toddler with the T-Rex legs. We get to experience the wacky arguments of new parenthood. Who's gonna feed the chimera? Were they even ready for a chimera? I'm going out to buy a pack of cigarettes, don't wait up. And the thing won't stop growing up. They grow up so fast. There comes a point where the chimera is simply too big to continue to hide at the lab where they work. Because, oh yeah, the project, right. Seems like their career took an instant backseat to all this insane parenting. They've made another blob thing and it's getting ready for the big investor meeting. It's a female, this blob thing too, and it seems to get along with blob thing one. Mr. Doctor's brother, who also works in the lab, has been taking care of it. Anyway, so they move the chimera to the scene of Mrs. Doctor's childhood trauma. She dresses her up in more clothes, including makeup and dresses that she used to wear. Oh, 
have we mentioned that this chimera thing is like matured by now? As in, she looks basically like an adult even though she was born a few weeks ago? Yeah. And then Mrs. Doctor brings out her old makeup and bobble box and puts makeup on the chimera while she dresses her up and almost says how she never thought she would be a mother. And instead of, you know, continuing to be aware of her own issues with abuse, instantly becomes abusive to the point of locking her not daughter human chimera child woman in the same tiny bedroom that she herself would get locked in. Classic recreation of abuse. The best kind of classic. An instant classic. As if hiding just beneath the surface of her patience, education, self-awareness, and wonder at the life she created was someone who was resentful of the chimera and all the time, weeks, it was stealing from her. Or something. Mr. Doctor becomes at this point the more gentle and understanding caretaker. He sticks up for his not-daughter-human chimera child woman. He gets closer to the chimera even. A lot closer now that she's older. Anyway, Mr. Doctor realizes that it's Mrs. Doctor's DNA in the Chimera when he gets a whiff of uncomfortable sexual attraction to the Chimera that he helped raise from a T-Rex blob. Dude, sick. I can tell it's you, he says, hiding his boner. I just can't. It's right about here where shit goes off the rails. Up until this scene and the shit show that comes afterwards, Splice was a pretty solid nail on the head metaphor about parenthood. More than that, about the different and complex fears that we have, rational and irrational, about parenthood. We have the initial conversation about having kids, the allusion to her abusive childhood. We get the exhausted parents fucking up at work and ignoring their other kids, in this case, blob monsters, and each other because they're putting so so much work into this new one. We even step into the real territory of repeating abuses to others that have been done to us. But what the fuck are they doing with Mr. Doctor being sexually attracted to the Chimera? There's this creepy line that I've heard before that I absolutely fucking hate. Every little girl's first crush is on her daddy. No, no, no. No. Little girls don't get crushes the way a full-grown fucking man gets a crush. So when Mr. Doctor slow dances with what has been his daughter in this psychotic extended metaphor and then catches himself about to kiss this girl like a woman, what are they doing even? Like, there is a perfectly good whole other man in this movie that they could have used. There's this other doctor who's been picking up their slack at work. He's steady. He's reliable. He fucking knows about the chimera and where they're taking it. It could have easily been that this guy shows up to the house looking for Mr. and Mrs. Doctor. Like, hey, I'm tired of picking up your slack just because you have this girl-woman chimera to take up. And then he finds her alone, and she's sexually curious about him. If they wanted to go for the sexual rival thing that they obviously think is why mothers abuse their daughters and why all women hate each other, right? Then they could have set it up earlier at work. He flirts with Mrs. Doctor semi-successfully behind Mr. Doctor's exhausted and distant back. Boom. Then you have the sense of betrayal and outrage when Mrs. Doctor walks in to find man coworker fucking her little girl chimera woman thing. But tell me, what do you get when Mrs. Doctor walks in to find Mr. Doctor falls deep in their daughter? If you're me, watching the bootleg version of this movie, you get stunned silence 
that was meant to be tension that breaks out into hysterical laughter. In truth, the laughter started exactly at the moment we collectively realized just what the fuck was about to happen. It peaked when the chimera daughter woman thing spreads some goddamn flesh wings as she grinds away on top of Mr. Doctor. At that point, Mrs. Doctor walking in was just the icing on the cake. Do I even really need to do the rest of the movie? Fine. Mr. Doctor chases after Mrs. Doctor to beg her forgiveness and that they just kill their chimera daughter sex partner and be done with the whole thing. They'd already fucked up pretty badly by bringing life into the world, imprisoning, torturing, and having sex with it, so they may as well bring it full cycle and kill it and go their separate ways. Mrs. Doctor agrees because fuck that conniving child woman slut thing and Mr. Doctor both. In the next 10 minutes after they arrive back at the scene of everyone's childhood trauma inexplicably becomes a monster movie. The male co-worker does show up? What the fuck? If they were gonna do it anyway. And did I forget to mention that the male co-worker is Mr. Doctor's fucking brother? Like, how much perfect sense would it have made for him to bang the chimera chick teenage mutant wing girl thing? Did Adrian Brody, did he demand that it be his character? Did that test better with some other audience that sure as shit wasn't mine? Anyway, male coworker brother gets killed almost immediately. He's brought some other monster movie fodder along with him. That guy gets dead too. Turns out that just like their forgotten blob thing too that started off as a female but mutated into a male, yeah, that, that presentation didn't go well, was not a one-time problem. That's right. Chimera slut daughter wing woman thing turns into a big scaly dude and it's got the hot for doctor. Mrs. Doctor this time because peepees go in VVs even though just literally today it was banging its non-biological father. Now it's going to just what the hell were they thinking? What even is this metaphor now? You can't drop an entire metaphor right at the very end and replace it with regular monster movie shit. Anyway, so man-made man chimera killer thing kills Mr. Doctor and full-on sexually assaults Mrs. Doctor, its biological mother. It has wings. It could fly the fuck away and find literally any other female ever, but no, not this movie. We are treated with an end scene in which the powerful pharma executive boss, who was a woman by the way, because women can be equally corrupted by power, go team, is telling Mrs. Doctor that, you know, she really doesn't have to carry this monster's baby to term. Mrs. Doctor, high on hubris, insists on it. Big Pharma boss lady bitch puts a sympathetic hand on Mrs. Doctor's shoulder out of solidarity? For working single mothers? Or uh, women who decide to carry children created by assault to term? Or, or who uh, do the hard work of womaning even when uh, children and work and men and empowerment and trauma and, you know, those reasons. I don't even almost begin to understand what the point of having the creature switch gender was. Not even the clumsiest of metaphors. I think Splice just wanted to make sure that everyone was assaulted by the end. Absolutely everyone, in every way possible. It wanted to be sure to pull at any string out there in the hopes that it resonated somehow with someone. It didn't. 
we've all just been assaulted and left to contemplate our trauma. And if you're like me, maybe your way of coping is to revisit the memories with the safe distance of knowing exactly how it's going to play out. Maybe you ease your own pain by sharing it with others. Maybe by sitting your husband down to watch the almost two fucking hours of this nonsensical wretch of a creature movie. Maybe by writing it out, putting the images in other people's minds people like you. But I want you to know that if you ever actually watch this track, know that there will be moments when you will laugh in utter disbelief at the audacity this movie has taken with you, the brazenness of its assault, and that I, somewhere, am laughing with you. So tell me, have you seen Splice? Do you hate it? Do you love it? Do you love to hate it? tell me about it. You can always drop by the website, sajakio.com. If you go to the blogs under reviews, you will find this post about Splice. You can also tweet me. Let me check. What's my Twitter handle? I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm, I'm terrible at this shit. Let me see. Twitter. Oh, my Twitter is Sasha underscore Kyo. What the fuck is my Instagram? No. Oh, you know, I think it's Sasha.Kyo. But thank you, thank you, thank you for giving me a listen. You can follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram, hop by my website where you can see other stuff that I create. I am an indie author. I will have books coming soon. This is Supernatural Movie Machine. My name is Sasha, and I will catch you later.